glad that you're listening to this podcast. This podcast is a ministry of the Bonners Ferry Baptist Church and of Pastor Devin Neal. Read a scripture tonight. If you have your Bibles, uh, <clears throat> turn with us uh, to Mark's Gospel, chapter number 2. Mark, chapter number 2. And uh, so we'll, uh, we'll share some... God's word with you tonight. You uh, you listen attentively, and I I'll, uh, I try and stay focused, and and won't keep you uh, very very long. But in uh, in Mark's gospel, chapter number two, we see uh, see the Lord Jesus uh, hard at work, hard at work, and uh, and that should uh, <clears throat> that should encourage us as God's people. In verse number one, he says, "And again, he, that's the Lord Jesus, entered into Capernaum after some days, and it was noise that he was in the house. And straightway many were gathered together, insomuch that there was no room to receive them, not so much as about the door. And he preached the word unto them, and they come unto him, bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born afore." And when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was. And when they had broken it up, they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. When Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. But there were certain of the scribes sitting there, and reasoning in their hearts, Why doeth this man thus speak blasphemy? Who can forgive sins but God only? And immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they had reason within themselves, he said unto them, Why reason ye these things in your heart? Whether is it easier to say to the sick of the palsy, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Arise, and take up thy bed, and walk? but that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins. He saith to the sick of the palsy, I say unto thee, Arise, and take up thy bed, and go thy way into thine house. And immediately he arose, and took up the bed, and went forth before them all, insomuch that they were all amazed, and glorified God, saying, We never saw it on this fashion. In Luke's account of this, it says, we have seen strange things today. Let us pray. Lord, we're so thankful for the opportunity, God, you've given us to be present again in the house of the Lord. I can honestly say from the depths of my soul, Lord, there's there's no greater place to be this evening, Lord, than down here on earth and gathered in your house with your people for the purpose of worshiping you, God. What a great place it is, God, to be here tonight. And Lord, we beg earnestly of you, Lord, I'm standing here tonight in a place where I cannot stand alone. I do ask, God, that you'll come and help us, Lord. God, that you'll open our hearts and our minds. God, that you'll open our eyes and our ears and our understanding. Help us, Lord, to see all that you want us to see. Help us, Lord, to hear all that you want us to hear. And then as David said, help us, Lord, to hide it in our hearts that we might not sin against thee. And we'll praise you, God, for all that you do in Christ's name. Amen. In our scripture reading tonight, 
I'm, I, my thought is about these four men. We find them here in, uh, in verse number 3. says, well, we see that Jesus was in the house. And the Bible says it was noise that he was in the house. Wouldn't that be something today? If up and down the streets of, of Bonner's Ferry, they'd say, hey, Jesus is in the house. Jesus is in the house. What a, what a, what a time it would be if, if it would be noise throughout the, here that Jesus was in the house. And I like this in verse number two where it says, and he preached the word to him. One of the commentaries says he just spoke his own words. That's what he did. He just spoke his own words. But he preached the gospel to him. But he had entered into the house here for the purpose of preaching to these people. In verse number 3 it says, And they come unto him, bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born of four. My thought tonight is, who are these four men? There was four men that decided, they got together, maybe they got together and talked about it, and they said, you know, there's a paralyzed man down there that needs Jesus. And he can't get here. Let's go get him. I can see as they they got together to go where this man was at. And our message tonight is on sacrifice of service. Serving God requires sacrifices. It does. It does. There there be times when uh, there be times that you want to do your own thing. But God will be talking to your heart, and He says. Need to go see so and so. Let me give you an example that probably some of you have experienced. I have. How many times have have uh, God spoken to your heart? You need to go visit with so and so. And you're busy. You're working on whatever. And you said, and you said to yourself, what you're saying to the Lord. Lord, I'm real busy right now. If I can get this finished, that'll be my top priority tomorrow. I go see him. So you make up your mind not to go. And then over in the wee hours of the night, that phone call comes in and they say, well, oh, so-and-so's gone on to be with the Lord. Then you feel that dagger when it goes through your heart. Because you know that the Lord told you to go and you didn't go. That is a missed opportunity. That's for real. That's for real. We can miss our opportunities down here to serve God. Now I'm not preaching something that that I don't practice. I'm retired law enforcement. I worked 30 years for the state of North Carolina. My last 20 years, and I weren't a preacher. I weren't a preacher. God didn't call me to preach until I was 52 years old. My last 20 years is is I worked. My wife and I used our vacation time to go out on the reservations and work with missionaries. And I'd take mission groups with me to do building projects and Bible schools and other things. And then when he called me to preach 20 years later, then I knew exactly what he wanted me to do. 
Not many preachers can do this, brother. When, when God calls them to preach, I knew exactly what he wanted me to do. So it's not a preacher thing. Laboring for the Lord, it's not a preacher thing. Just being saved. Amen. Just being saved. From day one, that day that God saved me, I couldn't hardly wait to get out them doors. But I made it to the house. And I got on the telephone. I was just, y'all, some of you don't know what that is. <laughs> That's the telephone. Or used to be. Man, I called all the people that I knew. Then I got my old pickup truck and I rode down the road and I'd cut in here and I'd cut in here. I wanted to tell them what the Lord has done for me. And that has never ceased in my soul. If we're saved today, that should be a burning desire in our hearts to share the gospel with others. Don't you want to take somebody with you? I do. I want to take somebody with you. But it's a sacrifice. And we see these four men here as they come together and they make a decision. We're going to go get that man and we're going to bring him down here to Jesus. Maybe on the way they, uh, they, they might have talked about, well, how do we get him? Uh, how are we going to get him down here? He's paralyzed. Maybe one man said, well, I've got a cart we can use. Maybe that second fellow might have said, well, I've got a couple oxen we can use to pull that cart with. And uh, maybe that, other, that third fellow might have said, uh, uh, well, i got a bell of hay we can feed those oxen uh, on the way. And maybe that, third, uh, that fourth fellow might have said in John 6, 9, there is a lad here which hath five loaves and, and three small fish. Maybe he, maybe he used his lunch to divide between the other ones. It don't matter who you are. God has a job for you. All of us can labor for him. See, there's places and people that you can reach that I can't reach. There's places you can go and people you can reach uh, that I can go that you can't go. So we all, we all have a job. But these four men, they got together and they went and they got that paralyzed man and they brought him back to Jesus. In verse number 4 it says, And when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was. And let me say this. When you set out to serve God, you're going to have obstacles. You will. The obstacles will be there. You would think, you'd think, Lord, I'm selling out. I'm going to go wholehearted for you. And you think the obstacles might go away. But they don't. They don't. You'll have your share of obstacles. You will. You'll have those. You'll, you'll have people to stand in your way. Or you remember the story over over in uh, in Mark Mark uh, chapter fourteen. Mary of Bethany, she wanted to do something for the Lord, 
And so she, the Bible says she had an alabaster box of precious ointment. You know what she did? She broke that alabaster box. And she began to pour that precious ointment on the body of the Lord Jesus, anointing him for the burial. I read about some commentaries there, how uh, their opinions on how she broke that box. Some said, you know, she maybe broke the seal and, you know, she gave you know, a little bit, put it back. You know what? I personally believe that she break it in such a way that it was no longer usable. I believe she gave it all. Because if you read further down there and there, the Lord says she done what she could. I believe she gave it. You know what that was? You know what that alabaster box was? That was her 401k. I believe she gave it all. Uh, the uh, the disciples here was murmuring and complaining. They said it was worth more than 300 pence. They saw it as just a waste. And back in those days, 300 pence, that was a year's wage. That was a year's wage. And that's the average 401k for a lot of people is about a year's wage is what our 401ks are. But she gave it all. She gave it all. She break it. Gave it all. You know the blessed thing about it? The Lord honored her. The Lord honored her. And we're reading about that today. He said, He said we would honor her the rest of the days because of what she had done. Unlike, unlike those ladies that got together on resurrection morning, when, when the Lord Jesus was, uh, was to rise that morning, these ladies got together and they got their precious ointments together and they went down to the tomb to anoint the body of Jesus. But yet they were, they were confronted with an angel that says, Why seek you the living among the dead? He is not here, for he's risen. Those precious ointments that they took down to the tomb, they then now took them back to the house with them. Was that a missed opportunity? A missed opportunity. They didn't give it. They didn't give it while it was yet alive. Now they tried to do it while it was yet dead, but had not the opportunity. I don't know about you, but this weighs heavy on my soul because I know, I know there is coming a day, there is coming a day when I will not be able to do what God has in my heart to do right now. His body will not allow me to do it. Sickness or death may come. So I'm urgent about today. Today. Yes, I plan for tomorrow, but I don't forget today. Today is the time to be busy about the Father's business. Today is that day. But yes, just like these disciples, 
they gave Mary a hard time for honoring the Lord. And you'll have those troubles in your life. You'll have those troubles. I, I think about uh, there in, uh, in Mark chapter 5, how the disciples told uh, God, Jesus told his disciples, he said, let's go to the other side. So they got in the boat. You remember the story there in, uh, in Mark chapter 5, how, or chapter 4, verse 35, how the Lord said, let's, let's go to the other side. So they got in the boat and they started out to the other side. And here they are right in the center of God's will doing exactly what the Lord told them to do. But yet the storm came anyhow. So in serving God, what I'm trying to do is help you to see that uh, when, you, when you make up your mind to follow God and to serve Him, don't think you're not going to have troubles because you will. Just want to put you on guard tonight. And so that you'll understand and that you'll know the troubles will still be there. Many times I've, I've come out, I, uh, when I was going out to South Dakota the other day, I had problems with my camper. I had to find a mechanic shop. We always have, we always have our share of troubles. But yet these four men, these four men, uh, yeah, here they were, they went and got this paralyzed man and they come back. And the Bible says they couldn't get near Jesus because of the press. The people was there. The people was there getting in front of them and they couldn't get to Jesus. Don't forget your family. And it might get in your way a little bit in serving God. Don't think it to be a strange thing. Because they will. If your family is lost and don't know what it means to be saved, yeah, they can be a hindrance to you. People can be a hindrance to you. And here they were trying to get this man uh, to, to Jesus, but yet they couldn't get to him because of the press. There was people in the way. There are always going to be obstacles, obstacles in our way. But you know what? It didn't stop them, did it? It didn't stop them. We got to keep pressing on, even though the obstacles come, even though the troubles come. We got to keep pressing on because of the souls of men. And this, they wanted to get this man before Jesus, and so the press was there. And they what they do? They uncovered the roof where he was, where Jesus was, and when they had broken it up. When they had broken it up, that roof, uh, those roofs in those days were clay. They were made out of clay. What's this flesh? The same material. This flesh. This flesh here has to come to a point where you, you're willing to say, Nope, flesh. I'm going to serve God. Amen. Nope. I'm going to do what God wants me to do. The See, the flesh, when we get saved, 
It's that inner man that gets saved. This flesh still likes doing the same old things. It does. And it will pull on you. It will pull on you until we leave this world. So we'll have to break this flesh up just like they broke up that tile, that roof that separated them from getting to Jesus. Had to be broke up. That's what we have to do sometimes. This flesh has got to be broken up. It's got to be put to the side so we can get to where we can serve the Lord. So they were. They didn't stop. The press was there. They had their obstacles, their hindrances. They didn't stop. They uncovered a roof where, where Jesus was at. And when, and when they had broken it up, they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. We sang that song tonight. We sang that song tonight. If I can find it. I put a little crease in the page here so I could go back to it. Throw out the lifeline. Soon will the season of the rescue be o'er. Soon will they drift to eternity's shore. Haste then, my brother, no time for delay, but throw out the lifeline and save them today. We have just that just that small window of opportunity to do what we're going to do. So many times, folks, so many times I have I have older folks to come up to me and, and they and not all of them's older, but a lot of them they come up to me and they'll say they'll say, Oh, I, I wish I could go with you. I wish I could go, but I can't go. I can't go. My my body won't let me go. I hear that so much. I also hear them tell me, well, when I retire, I'm going to go with you, son. When I retire, I'm going to go with you. And my response is, you better not wait for retirement. One, you may not see retirement. Two, if you do see retirement, you ain't going to feel the same way you do right now. You may not feel like going. So they tore this roof up. They were determined. They were determined. See, it was evident. It was evident that that was not any of their house. Otherwise, when they walked up to the door, they'd have told the press, get out of the way, I'm coming through. So when they tore that roof up, they had to pay to fix that roof back. It will cost you. It will cost you to serve the Lord. But they were determined. And thank God for all those that were determined in my life. It came to where I was at. One thing I've asked the Lord and you know, sometimes we ask the Lord for things that don't 
might not make a hill of beans when we get to heaven. But I did ask the Lord, I said, Lord, if there's any way possible, I sure would like to thank everyone that had a part in me being saved. I want to thank them for those that prayed for me, for those that come to my house, knocked on my door and said, well, won't you come down to the house of God with us? We sure would love to have you. I sure would love to thank all of them. They tore that roof off and they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. Listen to this in verse number 5. When Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. No doubt these four men, they thought the greatest need maybe was that, uh, that the man be healed. But Jesus saw his greatest need. That was he needed to be saved. The Bible says he saw their faith. Their faith. I know the man had to have faith too. Because the Bible teaches without faith, you can't be saved. You've got to have faith in God. But he says he saw their faith, what they done. God will recognize every act that you do, everything you do to get the souls of men to him. He'll recognize that. And that's what moves heaven. There's nothing greater, nothing greater tonight that we can do to get the lost and dying world before Jesus at all costs, at all costs. One of, my, one of the things that I love to do is I, if there be somebody, a man that, that's lost that I'm trying to get to God, I, I go to him and I say, let's go get us a barbecue sandwich. I drive and I buy. Cost me my time, cost me my vehicle, and cost me my money. And as we're sitting there eating our sandwich, and he's wondering why I done what I done, I'm crying out to God, say, Lord, somehow or another, let me be a witness to him. Whether it's in word deed or lifestyle, whatever can be used, God, help me, help me. I'm going to stop there. We sure do need to be busy tonight about the Father's business. There's a lost and dying world out there that needs us. They do. And that same lost and dying world, they'll reject you when you come. They'll turn, turn their backs on you. But don't let that stop you. Don't let that be a hindrance to you. You just keep going back and you begging God and asking God. And you'll be amazed. You'll be amazed to see when God grabs hold of their heart and begin to melt them. He might send some troubles their way.
to claim their attention. And who are they going to hunt up at that time? They're going to hunt you up. Because they know that you had been loving on them and trying to win them over. You'll build a confidence with them. And God can use you. With every head bowed, no one looking around. And maybe tonight God has spoken to your heart about just laboring more for Him. Just becoming willing. I was talking earlier tonight with someone about how so many of God's people that are saved that have never really committed themselves to the Lord. Maybe that might be tonight. Maybe tonight might be the night that you'll, you'll throw up that, that flag of surrender and say, Lord, I, I surrender to you, whatever you want me to do. And I, I know I've been there. I've, I've felt that fear. If I, I, I remember how I felt when, when, I, I, when I was confronted to do that and I felt God impressing on my heart to do that, I was fearful. I was fearful of, Lord, I don't know what you're going to ask me to do. What you need to do tonight, and I'm telling you from the truth of my heart tonight, there's a joy in serving God that's beyond imagination, but it only comes when we are truly surrendered to Him and we, we give our lives fully to Him. There is a joy. There is a joy. I mean, I just, I have felt like running, running up and down the streets just with joy in my soul because of, of the open door over here that God is, has given us over here. And if you're here tonight and, and you hadn't fully surrendered, why don't you do that tonight and just say, Lord, here am I. Here am I. Use me. You might be here tonight also, and don't even not even saved, never never committed your life and uh, and given your heart and life to Him. Why don't you do that tonight? Why don't you do that tonight? Mm-hmm.